this is sad or not, but the highlight of my weekend was bonding with a woodlands creature. Now, it, would it be sad for you or sad for me? Because I thought we had a great weekend together. And, oh. and your encounter with a, with a neighborhood fox was the most memorable point of your past 72 hours? Well, no, but it was really cute. And I am sad that you did not see it because it was really the cutest little interaction ever. And why do you think you bonded with it? Because we were driving down the road mm -hmm. and it was dark. And I said, oh my gosh, Jeff, look, a fox. And so we like stopped because we break for animals. And, um, I turned around and I was like, Oh my gosh, he's so cute. And I put the window down. And when I started talking and he heard my voice, he turned, I was like, Hey buddy. And he turned around and he started walking towards our car and he just kind of looked at me and kind of just was like, hello. And it was really cute. And then did he disappear into the shadows or did we drive no, off? You drove away. Oh, but if I had stayed there, you could have had a pet fox. I know. You do have, Callie has a calling with animals. We were at a bar that's right next to a body of water, right next to a, the, a river. And in the middle of us, like in the middle of the whatever, Callie's like poking me and she goes, look down. And I look down and there's a tiny little baby goose sitting on her foot. And it, was it the wouldn't thing ever. leave her alone. For whatever reason, it got separated from Mama Goose and decided that Callie was its new caretaker. Oh my gosh. Jeff wouldn't let me take it home because we don't have a bathtub to put it in, but it all worked out because apparently they're really mean when they get older. If we Seriously, if we weren't living in the apartment and we had a bathtub, we would have a baby goose right now. Yep. Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. If you are listening to this in the Atlanta area, you know that this past weekend we had crazy storms. Friday night was all, like nonstop lightning. It was pretty crazy. I mean, for hours, not like a little pass through thing. It was it was lightning for quite some time. And I know like one of the highways got flooded when you we drove around on Saturday morning. You would see on the road um, the remnants of like mud and leaves and stuff that, you know, was in the road. Um, not too many trees down, which is good. But our poor, sweet beagle, Sadie, Aww. hates storms. Yeah. And we weren't home. So usually if we know there's a storm coming, we will give her CBD because that helps her. It takes the edge off for her a little bit. And she doesn't do anything. She's not one of those dogs that like chews through the drywall or anything, but we'll come home and our trash cans will be knocked over. Kelly's convinced. around. Kelly's convinced that the reason the dog digs into the trash can is because it's trying to find a portal to a safe place. That's what I read on Google. I don't think that could be true because why wouldn't the dog try to dig into the vents, right? Because it's a dog. Or into the cabinets or into something like, what about the garbage can makes it appealing? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a dog. We should have Sadie as a guest. But Sadie does um, go into the, the small garbage cans, never gets into the big kitchen trash can but right. like there's a little one that sits next to my desk that always has like just some papers or whatever in it those if there's a storm all those papers will be spewed out and then in our bathrooms we have little garbage cans mm -hmm. that are usually just filled with like 
dirty tissues or empty contact lens, little bubble things and stuff. And we'll come home and those will be all scattered around. No idea why. Because she's looking for a portal, apparently. <laughs> but she put poor little thing. So, she, yes. So we give her CBD oil and she chills out and she's fine. But I worry because Callie asked me, you know, soon after, like we started living together a few years ago, if Sadie had always been traumatized by storms. And I said, no, I don't know where it came from. And last year I had a revelation. About why Sadie is so anxious. Yeah, I think I did it to her. Oh, God. And so it, here's what, what, what made me realize it. And I don't think there's anything that can be done to fix it. I think I've traumatized her for life. But we used to live in an apartment that was in a, in a busy part of town um, and right next to the Atlanta Braves baseball stadium. So there was always activity and we would take our dogs for walks in these couple, two, three little grassy areas around where we lived. And for the most part, Sadie would be okay unless she heard a very specific kind of truck noise. So a fire truck could go by or an ambulance could go by with its siren screaming and she would totally fine, totally fine. But if a truck goes by and it's making that like engine noise and the squeaky air brakes and God forbid the backup beeping. Yep. Yep. This. That noise right there, the squeaky really brakes. Yes. Oh, oh well, I'm glad we have headphones on, or yeah. she would be running out of this house and move. So those noises specifically freak Sadie out. And I thought maybe it was just a um what's it called? Like a you know, tone, like audible a, thing. The, yeah. The pitch or whatever. But why wouldn't sirens bother her and other things? And then I realized several years ago, I was on the highway and I hit something that ruined not one, but two tires on my car. Ran over like a, a it looked like maybe a tire to a golf cart mm -hmm. that had fallen out of somebody's pickup truck or something. And two of my tires went flat. So I couldn't change and put a spare on. I had to pull over and call a tow truck, call AAA. And you were with Sadie. And I was with Sadie. And when the tow truck came, it was a flatbed tow truck. And I let Sadie stupidly ride <laughs> in my Pathfinder. Poor Sadie. On the back of the flatbed for not even 10 minutes. I just don't understand why you didn't put her in the cab with you, because, like on your lap. Because it was a tow truck, because I thought that would have been more traumatic. And if she freaked out, like there was another dude in there. You know what I mean? So I even said to him, I'm like, do you think she'll be okay up here? And he's like, yeah, it was fall. It wasn't hot out. Wow. You know, it was like, yeah. so I put her in the back of this on this flatbed tow truck and when we got to the garage where they were going to give me two new tires, I climbed up there to get her out. And it's, I mean, the minute, I, and she does not, she's not a runner. She doesn't bolt when no. the front door she's opens. She's a beagle. Yeah. She hangs. 
she bolted. I mean, she jumped out of there and jumped out of the garage and just ran into this field behind the 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 garage, the place that was fixing Poor my car, Sadie. and just kind of like sat there away from it. And from that point forward, I think that was the turning point. I feel really bad. I wonder if there's anything. I wouldn't even know what to do. It seems like it's just going to be that way forever. She's going to be fine. I just feel bad because it was totally preventable. Well, and it's the we're going to get messages of people saying, oh, get her a thunder jacket. Get her. Jeff doesn't like that stuff. The reason I don't like the thunder jacket is because I don't want her to if there's a reason she doesn't have it on to feel even more uncomfortable. Does that make sense? So she will thunder buddy with her. Like she'll jump up on the couch and lie right next to us. And usually she goes into the bedroom and it does. Luckily it doesn't happen often. Like a light storm, not that big of a deal, but this past weekend she aged. Yeah, she, she did. She aged and Jeff screwed her up forever. Yeah. Womp womp. All right. Big day on the upside. <laughs> We have our very first commercial. Welcome to the Upside with Kelly and Jeff Dollar family, Care Of. Care Of is a company that is uh, honored, to, we're honored to have as our very first commercial on the show. They are a subscription service for vitamins and supplements. They will deliver what you need in your body right to your house. And they come in little individual packs, so you don't have to mess with the whole, like, some go in the fridge, some go in the thing, whatever. It's just everything you need for that day in one little packet, and they make it really, really easy. Now, if you're a person like me who has tried to do the whole vitamin and supplement thing on the regular, then you know about that cabinet that you have that's got like six different bottles of stuff in it, right? It's got like a multivitamin and then a vitamin D and then a vitamin this and a that and a something supplement and all that stuff. And it sounds, you know, like a uh, first world problem-y, but like it's a pain in the butt to open every single one of those bottles. And they all run out at different times. Yes. Yeah. Or if you're like me, I go and I'm like well-intentioned on going to the vitamin aisle and I get there and then I look and I'm like, I don't even know which one. There's just too many options. I don't know what to do. So with Care Of, you can go on their website, takecareof.com, and you take this little like survey. It's not a quiz. It's like a survey about yourself, what you want to accomplish, your health, all of that. And they tell you what vitamins that you need every day. And we'll be telling you a lot more about them over the course of this week. But if you want to check them out right now, uh, you can go to takecareof.com. And they've given us the code UPSIDE for 25% off. Yeah, so uh, so check them out. And um, thank you very much to the folks at Care Of for being a part of the family. Yay! All right, we got to do this too. A little bit of uh, additional station business to take care of, if you will. The trip, the two-night stay to the Weston Hilton Head Island Resort and Spa. If you're one of the over 2,000 people who entered and you're ready to go to the beach. I honestly feel like we should open the show with this noise every day. <laughs> or if you want to enjoy what many call the best spa in Hilton Head.
Uh, listen up, because it's time to announce the winner. Ashley Pearson, you have won yourself a two-night beach vacation. You have got the resort fees covered, the taxes covered, and if you did not win, but you would like to go to the beach from now until October 15th, you can save 15% at the Westin Hilton Head Island Resort and Spa, plus get a $50 resort credit. Just use the code FLP when you check out at Westin.com. That's funny because it actually sounded, that one sounded like an advertisement, but it really wasn't. No, well, <laughs> We I paid mean, to stay there and we loved it so much. Jeff was like, hey, can we have a two night stay to give to some upsiders? And they were like, absolutely. So Ashley Pearson, you are the girl. And then we will be in touch with her, right? Yeah, we'll send her an email and uh, and get her address and Pack send her. Send her the certificate. Congratulations, Ashley. And thank you, of course, to everybody who, who entered. Uh, all right. We got a voicemail, Callie, from an awesome human being who listens to The Upside in a different country. Hi, guys. It's Lisa from Ontario, Canada. Just dropping a line to say hi. I haven't listened to your podcast yet this morning because I'm in my truck and I am part of a Bahamas Relief Fund what has turned into one post I came across from an acquaintance has so quickly spiraled into a massive truckload of new things to send down to these people, diapers, baby stuff, clothing, tampons, razors, shampoo, all kinds of stuff. And the whole time I'm doing this, driving around, doing these pickups, all I can think about is the last three weeks I've been listening to this podcast has changed my life, and I really think that this has something to do with it. And there's so much good in the world, and I just wanted to share that. And thank you, guys. Keep up the awesome work, and I'm going to be a busy little bee running around, picking up stuff, and finally, at the end of the day, making a huge drop-off. And thanking again, everybody. Bye. That's so awesome. I love the fact that... I and I've seen this in the Facebook group and like voicemails like that and stuff that that this little podcast that we didn't know what it would turn out to be like we didn't know what was happening is actually accomplishing the goal of making people feel good and allowing them the space to like take action and and make the world a better it place. It makes me really really happy and I think um it's been really cool reading some of the posts on the Facebook page lately of people saying it's really weird and I don't know there's nothing specific that I can say but just it feels like a mind sh shift in my life and my life has been different I've just felt different since listening to the podcast. And that is a goal that we didn't know how to accomplish. We were just like, all right, let's turn on our mics and do it. And um, gosh, I love that so much. Here's the thing too, a little behind the scenes stuff that kind of makes me happy is this emotional connection that, uh, that, that is being created, not just between us, not just between Callie and I and, um, you listening, but the, the connection that's, that exists on the Facebook group. If you're a part of that, cause I'm sure there's people in the Facebook group who don't listen to the podcast yeah. and there's people who listen to the podcast who aren't participating in the Facebook group. And there's right. people who message us on Instagram who, you know, might not do either or whatever, but like there is some sort of connection that, that is, and the, the commonality of it is this positive vibe, right? This mm -hmm. positive energy, this positive vibration that, that's being created. And I will tell you that in all of my years doing radio, I've had program directors and consultants and coworkers and everybody 
tell me that that vibe, getting that vibration of an of an audience of something, a, a group of somebody vibrating at the same level, that's kind of like the goal of a successful radio show. Mm -hmm. And it takes years and years and years to do that. And I honestly have only felt it twice in my life. And one was with the first year or so of the Burt Show. Mm -hmm. Like I felt we all knew that we were on something magical. Yeah. Right. And I feel it right now. Do and you? I and I think I feel it more with now than I did, you know, when I was starting the Burt Show. Not because this is better or worse, but I think I'm just more in tune to it and I mm -hmm. can appreciate it more. But in retrospect, that and those were the only two times that I I'm remember. I'm so screaming. excited. It's gonna be kind of crazy to see what happens inside of a year. Now, yes. You know, like we've been doing this for what, like two months? Yeah. Maybe. Yep. And it's going to be just, we, I, this has just been, it's, it has changed me and Jeff in two months. Like just seeing people come together, seeing people support each other. And the thing is, is that it's not fluffy and all positive and pretty and shiny. And I'm, I'm speaking specifically to the Facebook group. Like there are people saying, I need help seeing the upside of this because I'm really upset and I can't see it myself. Will someone help me? And people jump in eager to help and eager to support now, each other. And there's, it's cool. There's 9,000 people in there who are all lifting up anybody who needs it. It's just really, it's really cool. So thank you for listening to this and thank you for allowing us to do it. And thank you for spreading the word. Um, it, and, you know, that's why we're kind of so geeked out about having our first advertiser on board, because that means that we get to do it for a little bit longer. Right. You know, <laughs> now that's one advertiser who's hanging out for one week. Right. That's cool. But it's one week longer yeah. that we get to do this. So, and, it, hey. and if we do a good job by them, then they call us and they go, hey, we'll do another week. And then that's how it starts. So yeah. anyways, it's really cool. And so I don't want to go from like, yeah, everything's really cool. Positive vibes to be like the negative vibes. But something came up last week on the podcast that got a huge reaction on social media. What was it? Crying at work. I mentioned, so I don't even know how it came up, but I mentioned something about somebody crying at work. Mm -hmm. And I probably, I got several dozen easily messages from people saying that they regularly cry at work, Oh no! that they are so frustrated. They feel so boxed in. They feel bullied. They feel underappreciated. They feel underpaid. They feel overwhelmed. Um, they, they, uh, feel ignored. They don't feel seen. Everybody's got kind of a different reason, mm -hmm. but so many people regularly cry at work. And I have been thinking about this for a week because that is not cool, right? Not cool at all. And it's not the way, it's not the way it's supposed to be because your job, your career, your whatever you do right now is not who you are. Mm -hmm. It is a vehicle. It is a, a way for you to get the things you need and the things you want in mm -hmm. order to be who you are, mm -hmm. but it's not who you are. So the, the fact that, that something is making you so upset to the point of tears regularly, I think warrants examination. 
And here's, after writing back to a few people and talking to a few people and then doing a little Google Google on some stuff, here's what I think. If you're a person who is regularly crying at work, who is that uh, or, or is fighting the urge to cry at work, here's what I think you need to do. I think you need to realize or understand or switch your thinking and understand that those tears are not tears because you're inadequate. They're not tears because you're not good at your job. They're not tears because you are worthy of the disrespect that's being shown to you or the bullying that you are the recipient of. Like, that's not why you're crying. On the surface, maybe that's it. But deep down inside, I think the reason you're crying is because you know you are better than the situation you're in. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. That you know that you belong somewhere else where you're more appreciated, where the talents that you have will do better, mm-hmm. right? And, and I don't care what your job is. I don't care if you're a doctor or a nurse saving lives daily, mm-hmm. or if you are a handyman or a housekeeper or uh, some other tradesman, tradeswoman who your only job is to make sure the cable gets hooked up, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're crying at work, it's, I think deep down inside, not because you're getting bullied, not because you're underpaid, not because you're mistreated, but because you know that somewhere else you'll be able to do whatever you do better. Mm -hmm. And then the appreciation will come and the opportunity Mm -hmm. for, you know, moving up and all of that will come. So to, to that, I say, Do the best you can when you feel those tears coming and when you feel that frustration happening, do the best you can to shift your mindset from being trapped where you are to crafting a map to where you want to go. So the time that you are in the break room, in the back room, in your car, wherever you're hiding, your office door is closed, whatever you're doing because you're so upset, take at least a minute of that time to think, okay, where am I going to find the appreciation I deserve? Right. Where am I going to be able to give my talents and gifts where they will be received in a way that doesn't, that, that, that I don't get lashed out at because other people are jealous, other people feel inadequate, mm-hmm. other people feel inferior. Because that's why, that's and why the- people are treating you crappy at work. Is because you're more talented than them. You've got something that they don't, and that's why they treat you poorly. And the power lies in you. I think sometimes we get caught up, and I don't know if you have ever felt this way, where um, we feel like, well, when something else happens, then things will be better. Right. Or we're waiting on something to come to us instead of kind of like being like, you know what? This really is not the pl- right place for me. What am I going to do? Let's break out that map and let's figure out how I can move on. And that's a huge thing to be able to do, but it kind of, that's the start of the mind shift because instead of going to work where you feel really small, you notice that you're actually not small. You're a lot bigger than where you are. And that kind of gives you the power to say, you know what, this isn't that bad because it's not my forever. I'm moving on to something else and then start figuring out what your path is for 
your next step. I think I tried to explain it last week when we were talking about the work stuff is if you look at everything as a percentage of your whole life, Mm -hmm. the time that you're going to be at the job that you're at right now is, is tiny. Yes. Right. So if Mm -hmm. you, if you do the math, you're going to spend less than two or 3% of your entire life in that place you are right now. It's not worth the negative feelings that you're feeling. And to piggyback on that, because totally. I told a friend a couple weeks ago, Hey, just a reminder for you, your value as a human being is not your job, right? That's not your value. Your value is how you treat other people. It's what you do. It's your value is being able to look at yourself in the mirror every day and be confident and, and proud of the decisions that you make. It's not your value is not in your job, right? So the reason I I brought that up and I felt compelled to to speak about it is because of a couple things. One, there were so many, it was an overwhelming number of responses and that's just not right. Mm -hmm. And two, because I worked on a, a radio show where I was very successful for very many years and then I started to not feel fulfilled. And that's not fair to me. And that's not fair to the people I was working with, right? So I had to do something and I got input. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what questions I was asking, but I was talking to people that I respected and people that I admired both in and out of the industry, leadership positions, stuff like that. I was just asking them how to navigate that. And somehow I came up with this realization that I had been making my identity the job, mm-hmm. what I should have been doing is making the job a way to create my identity. Yes. Right? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? So flip your thinking. I'm sorry you're going through that. I can't promise that it's going to get better in a day, a week, a month, or even a year. Mm-hmm. I understand that you are in a job that you might not be able to get out of because you need the benefits, you need the money, you need mm-hmm. the whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, just remember what a tiny fraction of of your life this is and what Callie said, the people who are making you feel the way you feel right now don't deserve that kind of power over you. So take it back. I love that. In a not so serious switch, <laughs> um, I have another Facebook ad review. Ah, yes. And I would like to bring one up to you as well. Oh, mm-hmm. there we go. So last week I said I was going to review Spank's um, new collection of black pants, and it's called the Perfect Black Pant. I ordered the high rise flare, and um, I had some reservations because they're really expensive. Are these real, real pants or are these pants that you wear under other pants? They're real pants. So Spanx is doing real clothes now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they also do jeans and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I thought they just did squeezy underwear. Squeezy underwear? (laughs) No. Um, Anyway, so I ordered them. They're $148. I ordered two sizes because they have tall... They have regular and then they have petite. Um, I sent them back, both of them back. Really? Well, first of all, $150 is a lot of money if you don't look like the biggest rock star on the planet. Got it. And two. And and don't disagree. It was a lot of fabric and I needed to hide what I don't want shown like in the pants. I What do you mean it's a lot of fabric? It's just a, I was drowning in the fabric. 
and I'm tall. Like I'm five, seven. There I, don't, was just I, don't, like, I don't think I know what that means. There was a lot of fabric, a lot of material. I think the women will know what I'm talking about. Okay. It was just eating me. The pants were eating me and it wasn't because they were a size too big. It was just, there was just a lot of fabric going on and I still needed to get the look to get them to look the way I wanted to, I had to wear Spanx underneath them. And I can't, I just can't, I can't wear Spanx on Spanx. That's a lot of Spanx. It's a lot of Spanx. So I sent them back. So that one does not get the Cali approval. They are not Cali approved. However, thank God the $140 pants I know, didn't right? get the Cali approval. Um, I do have, if you like the um, high rise flare pant look for work, which I do, um, it's kind of been like the Royals are wearing it. It's, it's, just cute. Um, I have an alternative pant for you that is Cali approved that I love that is, is more affordable. Um, and I will post those on my Instagram. So go check out my Instagram stories. I'm Cali dollar and I will have a link for you for what I would wear instead. I ordered, uh, not pants, but I ordered a thing that kept haunting me on Facebook in the spirit of you right? I I ordered this device that uh, you put in your mouth and it stops you from snoring. And it's more for you than for me because I never know when I'm snoring. Which is funny because you're so loud. And this is what women need to understand about guys who snore is you get so mad at us like we're doing it on purpose or like we can hear ourselves. We can't. I just don't know how you don't hear yourself. Like I feel like our neighbors probably hear you. Because I'm asleep. Hmm. Well, anyways, uh, this uh, is a little thing that you mold to your mouth, and I just got it in, and I just molded it, so I will use it for a few days, and then, Callie, you can weigh in on whether or not it works. Oh, look at that, and I also have another one that I'm going to add for next week, too. Okay, yeah, what's yours Um, for next week? I am going to review by your request, meaning the people listening right now, the Billy Razors, and I'll have that review coming for you on next Monday's episode. Thank you for listening to The Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. Now, you mentioned the pants, the flary high-waisted pants that the Royals are wearing. Mm-hmm. Do you know this because now you're friends with one of the Royals? or who? <laughs> who is that person that everybody's so excited is now following you on Instagram. Well, she's not a royal, but she's a royal in my heart. And her name is Elizabeth Holmes, but she jokes that she's not that Elizabeth Holmes, like the Theranos crazy girl. Oh, yeah. Who not ta- that one. Who talks so funny? Yeah. Got it. She um, is, she has a brand called So Many Thoughts, and she is a, a writer and a journalist who compiles thoughts on her Instagram stories about what the real royals are wearing and it's more it's not about judging it's about tradition and noticing and being free to make your own observations without being mean or unkind or whatever it's really cool but it she focuses all on the royals yes and Uh, it is amazing and that's why you're obsessed with her yes got it because i am royally fascinated